You're listening to Talk Israel with Anya Farber, where we talk everything Israel. The art, the culture, the music, the food. Oh man, don't get me started on the food. So grab a plate of shakshuka, sit down and listen up. And now your host, Anya Farber. Hello, 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 everybody. How are you? Welcome to Talk Israel with your host, that's me, Anya Farber, here on CRS Radio Network, the Knowledge Network. So today I am coming to you back on Central Time, the East Coast of the United States. Well, you know, being gone for a while, you know, you obviously miss things about being, you know, in your own bed or home, etc. Aval, matay ani ba'aretz, halev shali silcha ma'od, 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 ma'od. When I'm in Israel, my heart is always happy. So I thought for today, it would be kind of like therapeutic for me, but also kind of informative and a way for us to kind of spend our time kind of going through some of the things that I came across uh, through the journey of the Do You See What I See documentary project, of course, Why I Go to Israel, and the connections that we made while we were there, of course, for our show here, Talk Israel. Now, I am so grateful to all of you guys who always hang in there, whether you're on East Coast time, you're behind on the West Coast of the U.S., or you're seven hours ahead and listening in Israel. Toda Rabbah. Thank you all so much. I think the important underlying message of today's show, um, because I do always try to share some knowledge, whether it's our little words or whatever else, is to have some sort of like a theme. And um, I really want to talk about this connection that I, you know, um, been able to establish, uh, the connections, excuse me, that I've been able to establish um, in Israel. And what I really want everyone to you know, know about Israel. Um, But I really want to talk about the people. When I talk about connections, I'm talking about the people. And I think that I would need far more time than our two hours or slightly less than two hours is what our show is to really, you know, it's not adequate amount of time for me to really get into it. Aval, aval, I'm going to try because new, Anya, there's not a better time than now. So for those of you who listen to me who are somewhat familiar, somewhat unfamiliar, totally not at all knowing about Israel, the most important thing that I hope that you will take away um, from this is the people 
of Israel as a whole, collectively, in all of the time that I go, there is something very unique and very special. Yes, there are some cultural things that um, are, are applicable in many parts of the Middle East. Aval, Israel is the only rock democracy. It's the only democracy in the Middle East. It is the only place where you can get into a heated argument with someone over politics or whatever and not, you know, like magically disappear like you would in other countries in the Middle East. And the only reason I bring that up is because, unfortunately, when the news stations cover Israel, they, they never really tell you what's going on. They tell you what they feel like telling you. And it's, you know, a bit of an exaggeration. Um, and also, you know, it's coming from a very specific agenda. So that being said, um, I really... <laughs> Um, my photographer, videographer, amazing, talented content creator, Tal Rahmani, is, uh, <laughs> she's messaging me, and I'm like, Tal, come on, the, the show, uh, if you're going to message. Um, <laughs> she's cracking me up, guys. By the way, she is one of the people I'll be talking about. Um, you know that the phrase like good things come in small packages. Well, that's tall because because <laughs> she's so tiny, she's just so petite. Um, yeah, I'm talking about you, tall. Do you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> tall, come on the show. Call my phone on WhatsApp and come on. <laughs> I think she's gonna come on. So, um, I'm asking her if she wants to call or I'm going to call. Uh, oh, she's calling. All right, guys. Hi, Tal. Welcome to Talk Israel. <laughs> Hi. So, I was literally just talking about you and talking about... Um, the connections, uh, the you know, the interpersonal connections in Israel. And I, I had said I was going to talk about, you know, highlight a few of, of the people and a few of my, you know, my deep connections in Israel. And uh -huh. I made the, the, the joke, um, you know, I, I'm sure there's a, a Hebrew equivalent, but um, that good things come in small packages. And I was like, because yeah, you're so cute, you're petite. So, guys, I had met Tal on Instagram because <laughs> I saw her work and I was like, oh, my God, you are so talented. I need to know you because when I have this project going, whatever it is that I've got going, I want you to be part of this. And we talked, like, almost a year ago, I think. And, yeah. you know, she's probably like, oh, okay, sure, lady. And uh, <laughs> before I had this radio show. And uh, we've been, Tal and I have been consulting on a few things. We um, were women empowering women um, and really trying to, like, prop each other up uh, as opposed to sometimes, unfortunately, people try to tear each other down. But we are definitely propping each other up 
And she might be short in stature, ladies and gentlemen. And when I first saw her, like, in person, I was like, oh, my God, you're so much smaller than I thought. (laughs) But make no mistake, ladies and gentlemen, she might be petite, but she can hold her own. She most certainly can. And a very safe driver at that. Um, I still have not been brave enough to drive in Israel, guys. But I think the next trip, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to drive. Do it. I'll help you. Thank you. (laughs) Hopefully I won't scare Paul. I'll have, like, white knuckles from clenching um, the door or something. But, um, you know, Tal, I was, I, I think this is probably as good a time as any to just kind of jump into that super fun um, girls trip that we did. Um, yeah. So do you want to, well, I want to give you a chance. Do you want to introduce yourself and tell anyone anything? Um, because, listen, guys, you don't have to be in, you know, right next door to Tal to use her services. You know, we are a global world after all, and technology is pretty good. Yeah. So, Tal, why don't you kind of, I don't know, tell everyone a little bit about you. Um, I'll make it quick and to the point. So, uh, first of all, I'm a photographer, and I photograph since I'm 14. I'm 26 now. I live in Tel Aviv, uh, my best life. And other other things I do is to do creative direction and content strategy and creating content in general for lifestyle brands and uh, yeah, so that's in general. <laughs> yes. And you have photographed friends of mine um, and um, some yes. other things, yeah. And Tom... And I, um, we, we just kind of like, you know, click. There was that deep connection and a true understanding. And I've even met members of her family. Um, and they're yeah. all lovely. Hi, Rahmani's family. And also, hi, Dor. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where he is if you're with him, but if, if he's there, hi. Um, if he's there with you, he's welcome to say hello to everyone if he'd like. Um, yeah, because he's amazing. He's awesome. Um, and a good cook. She picked well. Um, but we decided when we were there, because we've been working pretty hard on, you know, kind of creating some really positive um, projects together, which yeah. some of which we can't quite talk about. We haven't, like, you know, gotten them together yet. Um, but what I really like is some of the people that have kind of either come to me, um, but I realized I needed Tal's skill set or come to Tal, and she was like, ooh, I could kind of use your skill set, which, you know, she might be to the point, but, well, we all know I have a talk show for a reason because I, I can talk. Uh, <laughs> but um, I wanted to kind of just talk about two, two specific things that you and I um, experienced, not so much the work we're doing, but what, what we experienced. And so we went down to the Dead Sea, and first of all, guys, that, that drive um, from either Jerusalem or from Tel Aviv or really from anywhere, like at a certain point, you have to drive, you have to drive this one part 
because it's really like this one road, right? I mean, it's essentially this one road yeah. that'll take you all the way, all the way down past Yamamelech to Elah. Yeah. And um, it's it's not for the faint of heart. It's by no means like not updated and safe or anything, but it's because if you guys you can picture this in your mind, you're kind of winding through this mountainous area down lower, lower sea level, lower, 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 lower. Um, and then you climb back up a bit as you're going to a lot. But, you know, the, the Dead Sea is one of the, like, lowest altitude places on Earth. It's also one of the yeah, seven it's wonders. The lowest. It's the it lowest. is the lowest. So it's, I'm sorry. I meant to say it is the lowest, but it's one of the seven wonders of the world. See, guys, I have a non-native English speaker correcting my English because that's where I'm at today. <laughs> I know. It's okay. Hakol beseder. Hakol beseder. Oh, my God. Before we go into this, Tal, I do think I have to share my true arrival with our listeners. Do you remember what that was on my last day? My true arrival when I felt very accomplished? No, you have to remind we me. We were sitting in a coffee shop, and I was like, I have arrived, because do you remember what happened? No. Oh, my goodness. Really? Because you were so – guys, Tal stood up for me. It was really cute. Um, we were – Yes, you did. <laughs> she, like, turned all nonchalant, and she was like, bah, 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 bah. I don't know what she said in Hebrew, but because uh, she said it really quickly, and I was still, like, in shock. I was yelled at and told I was too loud in a coffee shop in Israel. And I was like, okay, listen, lady. First of all, hey, Miss Cranky Pants, take your cranky pants off because meh. But I was so excited because I was like, wow, I finally arrived. Like, I'm really Israeli now. I'm just talking at a decibel. I don't even realize how loud I am. Yay. (laughs) So... I always tell people if they want to really totally be like, whoa, is watch like the Israeli news and there's a panel discussion because they're just talking over each other. And guys, no one's yelling. It's just if you, you, you just raise your voice, if you raise the, like the volume. No, some people are. Some people are yelling. Yes. On the panels. But like, I wasn't yelling. None of us were yelling. We were just all having such a good time. We just got loud. And I just thought it was funny because. I was told. It was in the middle of Tel Aviv, which is the loudest. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Like, Tel Aviv is literally, like, so many sounds all the time. Um, I mean, because it's it's like being in the heart of New York City, guys. It is, you know, it is going, um, it's not 24-7, you know, in in, like, that intensity that I think that New York really is still very intensely alive at like, you know, three in the morning, four in the morning, but you know, you guys can walk down to any part of the public beaches in Tel Aviv. And if there's a volleyball court, you're probably going to see people playing volleyball at midnight, one in the morning, 11 at night. Yeah. You'll see people walking in the water, swimming, hanging out, whatever. Um, So it definitely is like a very live city and a loud city. So if you're someone who does not like noise, Tel Aviv is yeah. not somewhere where you should uh, choose to live. Visit no. Tov. 
this? No. But anyway, so that was like, I felt very accomplished and I felt like that was the perfect way to spend my last day. Um, and we're going to go back to the coffee shop for, um, in a minute, but I wanted to share with everyone. We went down to Yamamela, which is the Dead Sea. And my listeners know um, that I am obsessed with Yamamela. Um, Kaha, mm-hmm. it's just amazing. Um, and, you know, it's, it's <laughs> nothing lives in that water, ladies and gentlemen, because it is so salty that you cannot think. You could just float. You just float. You literally just, you can't not float. Really funny, and walk if you try to like walk into the water, it's it's almost deceiving because you're kind of like trying to push your body through the water because it's it's the water's like thicker because it's so salty. Um, and and they tell you like uh, don't shave and definitely don't go in with an open cut because dear God does that hurt. Um, and uh, we we went and we did these amazing pictures and. Um, so for any of my listeners that follow me on social media, um, I posted two unedited pictures that we took. Um, I think one, the first one was from the second night when we were all beyond done. And it was like about 110 degrees Fahrenheit, um, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. More. It felt like more. Um, we had gone through all of our water and like the ice was melting. Uh, we and Tal was actually at one point standing in the water and the water was the temperature of like a hot, hot shower. And of all the times I've been down to Yamamelech and I kind of like that the water has been warm. This water was not warm. It was cham. Cham. It was hot. Like we could have possibly boiled some pasta. I'm not sure. Um, oh, <laughs> we were boiling tall <laughs> at one point. Yeah. And, I mean, it was it was so hot that your equipment, your photography equipment actually started to, like, yeah. give out. Um, and now, so I really want our listeners to understand, like, just how hot it was. I mean, guys, this is, like – there she is she's a professional photographer so she's got like no joke equipment but the fact that it was so hot that her equipment was starting to fail and we went down there with your friend Adi um I don't know what you want to say about Adi I feel like you know you know her way better than me yeah um she's my friend (laughs) she uh she's working at a high-tech company Mm -hmm. um so a lot of people working under her, which I like. She's a big boss. What, what? She's like a big, yeah. powerful boss. Yeah, she is. And she also managing to create content mm-hmm. while her job. Like, she's combining both. Mm-hmm. And much like you, she's absolutely gorgeous inside and out. Um, and oh. she she came down with us. Uh, met us the second day but that first night um, when we didn't spend as much time we were out there kind of testing the light guys and just kind of having fun and I took pictures of Tal and the only reason some of them even came out well is because I was using her fancy camera 
<laughs> because I definitely don't understand angles and all the things that she does, but it was, but it was fun. It was fun to kind of just, uh, you know, goof on each other and just have, uh, like a really relaxed, uh, girl time. And, um, we had sat by the pool a little bit, had some ice cream and went out, um, I think before we, before we ate, yeah, before we ate, um, you know, real quick and, and did a quick test shoot. And, um, I, uh, I posted one of those pictures, uh, I think yesterday. And the reason I mentioned that they're unedited is the fact that the light and the scenery, the way that it is in the picture is not enhanced at all. And, um, obviously when Tal can edit and not, Photoshop anything, but edit and, and, you know, make things pop a little bit more, I will look better in the picture. (laughs) She can kind of shade things a little for me. But it was important for me to make a statement, you know, a bold statement like, yeah, I'm here. I'm really just feeling so good about having fun with such a great person and just like, again, feeling empowered and happy to be um, in a moment with like, you know, someone that I respect personally and professionally and just kind of like taking a little bit of a break from some of the work that you and I've been focused on. And, um, and of course when Adi joined us, it was, you know, like, again, it just, the fun just got bigger because there was three of us, um, to hang out. Mm -hmm. And, um, I really appreciate, you know, like getting to know Adi because I had seen her, I think like twice, um, uh, either at your place or something else, uh, just, you know, in passing. And she has, um, got such a great story of her own and, um, but it's her story to tell when she, if she wants to tell it, she can always come on talk Israel and she's welcome anytime she knows that. Yeah. Mm. So, we were out there and we, we just kind of took like some super fun girl pics. And, um, and I, I remember watching Adi do like, like a little bit of prepping. And I was like, how do you even know how to do all these things? I'm like, I'm just praying my hair isn't big and poofy. And that's about it. That's about the extent of the prep work I'm willing to do. Um, but I did take out, and the reason I wanted to talk about this, I did take out um, a pretty bold piece of jewelry. And you and I had gone to visit this woman who I knew before, and you took some gorgeous pictures of her stuff, um, Orna. So Orna Galil, hello, shalom, shalom. I, I love your work, and um, I have to tell a story. I, when I had returned home, I was going through the security line at Ben Gurion, and the two women who were asking me my security questions at the end, obviously, they were very professional, but at the mm-hmm. end, one of them says to me, that ring is amazing. Where did you get it? And I'm like, oh, can I, can I show you on my phone her Instagram page? <laughs> I was like, is that okay? Is that allowed? And they both smiled because, again, I didn't want to, you know, get anyone in trouble or be taking too long or anything, but I did. I whipped out my uh, phone and showed everyone Orna's Instagram page, um, because it is her pieces are, are are artwork. I mean, they're one of a kind. 
uh, pieces. She never replicates anything, and everything just comes from her beautiful, creative mind. And yeah. so my ring became a topic of discussion, but I wore that big necklace, and you and I had gone to see her in her studio home slash home in Kadima. And Kadima, guys, um, you know, Israel is a very tiny country, but you could go from one end to the other and experience different climates, um, different scenery, like some areas are super lush and green, other are very desert-like, some are the beach, um, some are very metropolitan city, or you could go to some of these smaller towns, which they kind of call moshavs, where people are not in, you know, large apartments and, you know, city streets, but, you know, homes and, and quiet streets. And um, mm-hmm. that's where uh, Orna's living in a, in a Moshav area in Kadima. Um, I, I would say it's probably still central Israel, right? Is that safe to say? Um, kind of. More okay. north. More north, but, but you know, north yeah. central. Central north. I don't know. So yeah. we, we were there, and um, I ended up, you know, with that necklace, this amazing, amazing piece which I wore with uh, a couple different dresses. And then I thought to myself, it's such, it's such an amazing piece. And I remember saying to you, I'm going to take it out on the salt boats and let's take pictures with it. And you were like, let's do it. And I did post a, another unedited guy's picture. So Tal has not had a chance to like <clears throat> even clean yeah. any of that up. And Lord knows I could definitely use her help with, you know, cleaning me up in that picture. But um <laughs> Because I just want, you know, I really want everyone to be able to see how the details of that necklace. It's just, yeah, it's yeah. it's such it's such an amazing piece of piece of art. And I I love that. I love that I'm wearing a piece of art. And um, and so I'm very grateful uh, to Orna for allowing us into her home and studio. Um, yeah. And I also just felt like she also is a is a woman who is is very supportive of other women you know mm-hmm. um trying to make a statement and so um if anyone is interested um in any of that just message me directly um you can find me on facebook at uh anya farber that's a-n-y-a-f-a-r-b-e-r uh, my youtube channel is anya farber official again a-n-y-a-f-a-r-b-e-r uh, Instagram, it's Anya underscore think underscore differently. So that's A-N-Y-A underscore T-H-I-N-K underscore differently, D-I-F-F-E-R-E-N-T-L-Y. Uh, if you guys are looking for tall, you can find her at, you want to tell them? Um, Cal, it's T-A-L. I'm not tall, but my name is Tal. I've never heard you say that before. Yeah, sometimes you say that. And how do you say the, the, the underscore? Okay, so this one and then Rahmani, it's spelled like Rachmani. It's R-A-C-H-M-A-N-I. So it's T-A-L underscore R-A-C-H-M-A-N-I. Tal Rahmani. Um, you know, I like that. My name is Tal, but I'm not tall. Because when I was introducing myself to a lot of people in Israel, it would, they would be like, oh, what's your name? I would be like, Anya, no, I don't speak Russian, became my last name. <laughs> because people, um, there's a lot of Russians in Israel, guys. There's a lot of Russian and Ukrainian um, immigrants slash refugees, depending. Um, yeah. And, <laughs> you know, they hear the name Anya and they immediately start speaking Russian to me and listen. 
I don't speak of the Russian guys. I don't speak Russian. Sorry. When my family fled Russia in like the early 1900s, then they came to the United States. They spoke Yiddish. I don't know what the family that went directly to Israel. If they also spoke Yiddish, I don't know. I wasn't around then, so can't tell you. But they spoke Yiddish, and then my grandparents never taught us Yiddish because they used it to talk about all of us when we were little. Uh, so we never learned. Hence, I never learned Russian or Yiddish. End of the story. Okay, back on track. Um, so we took these amazing pictures, and we had such a great time. And also, I really liked that at one of the stops that I had made um, and one of the places that I've been highlighting – um, and I just posted a picture today of the L'chaim I had with my father, Ha'aba Shali, um, with his gift from Israel, the M, uh, M&H whiskey, the milk and honey whiskey, the only whiskey maker in Israel. And by the way, guys, they have not been around very long. I mean, in the in the whiskey world, I mean, people are like decades upon decades upon decades and they're less than a decade and already winning major awards in the world and i was like oh my god i've got to check these people out mm-hmm. and ron ron i adore you i can't wait to see you again what an amazing advocate for them um ron he works there he does some of the tours and the tastings and everyone that i met there was lovely but ron is the person that i Um, had my tour with and he educated me and um, was so helpful and knowledgeable that when I was tasting it for the first time, because I was always like, Oh no, I don't really, I'm not really into Scotch or whiskey. I didn't know that I actually liked it. And maybe I had just tried not good whiskey before. I don't know. But mm-hmm. he helped me understand, and he was telling me about how, you know, they really want to open it up to not just, like, the stereotypical guys. You know, of course, my father's like, this would be great with a cigar. Yeah. Men with cigars. And I was like, Dad, that's not – oh, my God, you're so stuck, you know. Sorry, Dad. I know he's listening. Um, but I was like, no, women can drink whiskey, too, like Lama Lo. So we yeah. – um we were trying to create something um, and we, we started for them, but with everything happening and how hot it was and our equipment failing, we're just going to, Oh gosh, darn, I guess we're just going to have to go back to Yamamelech to finish. Um, but it was at the point where like, honest to God, guys, the whiskey got so hot. <laughs> the, the glass was hot. It was like drinking hot tea kind of, it was just, you know, her camera equipment's failing. We're, we're pretty sure her legs were boiling off her body because she was standing in the water at one point. It took both of us to kind of get you up out of the water um, because your, your muscles were boiling. Um, but, and then, and then we, we had a fun interaction. We did learn something. And again, oh, my dad's messaging me. I don't know if he's happy with my comment. We'll see. But, um, <laughs> Oh, he said, that's okay. All right. Um, but I get, we had a little Lachayim out of my bottle, not his bottle. Tell him, don't open your bottle yet. But um, it, definitely, guys, if you're at all, like, interested or curious, like, check them out. They're, um, they're tagged in my story post for today about the show, um, M&H. And they have a cool freaking logo. It's like half bee, half bull. 
Um, so it's like, you know, the bull for the cow, like the milk part, and then the bee for the honey. Um, so I was like, that is cool. And I like it. It's kind of a cool logo. Um, so whoever thought of that, Kola Kavod. But, um, you know, we were down there having a good time and just, it was just such a really nice, like, connect. Um, and we had a good drive down, a good drive back. Um, oh, yes. And we saw... I'm not even sure how to describe this all, but, like, on the way down, guys, as you're traveling through, like, a much more remote area, like, you stop at the – it's like a gas station slash pit stop. It's a, it's like a rest stop in the United yeah. States. Um, and there's the guys with the camels. <laughs> and Tal had gone inside um, for something, and um, I was sitting in the car, and I was like, one of the camels, I was getting a little worried. I was like, I wonder if he's okay. He's not moving at all. Because one of the other camels, like, could not sit still. But then I was like, oh, my God, it's so small. And then I realized it was, like, the baby camel. Um, and it was probably just like, oh, it's so hot. I don't want to move. But they kind of, like, when you came back out to the car, they all started stirring. They were all very excited to see Paul. And, like... <laughs> Like, they were moving around, and Paul and I were trying to take pictures, like, from the car with the camels around, that like, behind us and stuff, and it was just so funny. Because, like, I just honestly don't know where else. I mean, obviously, I'm not able to safely travel in the countries the, that surround Israel, nor do I care to. Uh, but they might also have camels at, at their rest stops. I don't know, but I'll never know because, you know, in Israel, you can freely practice any religion and travel safely. Um you know, openly being that the, the religion that you are and be safe, um, unlike the neighboring countries. So I will never know. And you know what? I'm okay with never knowing, though I just think it's very uncool that anyone can live in Israel, but not everyone can live in the countries that surround Israel. So, you know, I don't be, I'm not very political and I'm not talking about politics. I'm just talking about reality. So that is my little yeah. soapbox for the day. Um, but we had like such a great time and, um, not everything was perfect down there. Um, the, the hotel was, the hotel was by far not at its best. Um, and I did, um, I, I did write a review and it was not positive. Oh, I did because you know what? It was just not great. Yeah, I agree. I would like the facilities to be working that I pay for. So, um, but that's neither here nor there. Because, look, guys, it's not like I think that everything is perfect all the time in Israel. And I don't have, like, rose-colored glasses or what do they call it, Jerusalem syndrome. Or I don't think everyone, like, poops out rainbows and rides unicorns. Okay, I'm not delusional. Um, but we, we came back up, and we've done a bunch of other things that were awesome and fun and um, you know, very, very fulfilling, but I really kind of wanted to, oh, my father would like to know, Tal, yeah. why did you choose the field of photography, and how does the sunset in Israel compare to other places you've been? Apparently, my father has hijacked the questions on the show. 
that's a good question. Both of them. Um, I'll start with the easy one. <laughs> um, I've been to a lot of countries uh, in Asia, Philippines, Japan, Lapland, and Europe, uh, and the U.S. I'm so small and tiny and young, but I've been to those. <laughs> and I think comparing, I mean, it's hard to compare sunsets because it's international and you all, always see what's surrounding the sunset, the, the landscape, not the sunset alone. But if I'm comparing, so you can say it's clean mm. and very vi- visible. Yeah. Do I say it correctly? You are saying it correctly. Like, I think my uh, father is asking because I showed him you know, just as you're walking along the beach in, in Tel Aviv, it, the yeah. sun looks like it sinks into the water. Yeah, it's every it's night. Clear and it's yeah, but it, the colors mm-hmm. are beautiful, but they're not strong as it's in Philippines or other parts in Asia or, or I don't know. Maybe because of the pollution, because when there is a lot of pollution in the air. The colors, you, you can see see them more intense. Which is which is really messed up. <laughs> if you think yeah. about it. I know. <laughs> I know. But maybe that's why in in other places, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, um, but it's beautiful. And for the other uh, questions, so um, I think that I always like. I was born in 1997, and um, <laughs> a couple of years, don't laugh, a couple of years uh, after uh, um, the phones started to, to they started to manufacture it with, with a camera, so I had a chance to to capture, and it was lame, okay? It was, I mean, it was the, the early uh, 2000, but I started to think in frames for a lot like until this day Mm. (laughs) and I just realized I love seeing um, some situation in frames like to frame them literally and also how to tell the story behind the frame which is more difficult to just frame it and yeah I just fell in love with, with telling the stories and yeah. Yeah, I mean I think that the your talent is, is is abundantly clear and I think it's interesting that that the question came from my father because I when I was very small he had a dark room in the house in the basement. Oh. And like mm-hmm. my my pictures from the hospital my father had taken and he developed in the house because there's like these little specks of silver in the pictures like and um yeah, and I am older than you, and that's all we'll say. But um, yeah, the the amount of digital <laughs> enhancements and so forth uh, did not always exist. Um, but I think, regardless of whether you would like over or underexpose when developing the film, or the way you do it with like the computer, it's still um, you have to be able to see it to create it, yeah. to even then decide what you want to make pop 
more or less in a in a frame. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, Dad, she's immensely talented, and clearly, like this was just something that came to her more than she came to it. Um, because you also yeah. are are trained in design. Yeah, so um, it's a lot of the, like, I have these grandiose ideas, and the beautiful thing is I can explain to you, and then you've been able to, like, actually create it. Um, Or you've had an idea, like, this beautiful layout, and I've gone to, like, build the story around it, like, so that we can you know, um, create something for a company or a person or whatever that is. So, um, no, Tal uh, definitely um, is definitely very talented. And you do, you can definitely see things in frames and then some. Um, And the other thing that, uh, you know, you and I, the, the kind of like this idea of connecting and women uplifting women and, and kind of, um, you know, finding situations is that the the day that I arrived by getting yelled at by the cranky pants lady at the coffee shop, I really want to see her again, just so you know, because I want to just be louder. Um, perhaps I can really annoy her. And I was just like, yeah, you know, us Americans, we're so loud. <laughs> I was like, um, but before we jump to the, the, the coffee place, I, I want to just, can I share the, the, the funny, it's funny now, but it wasn't funny at the time when we wow. were at the Dead Sea and um, everyone was a little nervous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we we were at the, the Dead Sea and um, we were on the, the salt floats, guys. So those are, the, the majority of them are in an area that's currently under a, a mass amount of construction, but the way that it is, it appeared that it was like a road and there were all these cars there. So we were like, oh, okay. And there was no signage or if there was, I definitely didn't see it, but I probably don't always understand written signage anyway. Cause I'm trying to still hard for me sometimes. Like I'm definitely better when people are speaking. Um, guys, menus still baffle me. There's just too much, too many words. Um, unless there's pictures, then I can like, oh, okay, I know what that is. Um, but uh, we 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 brought the car a little closer, right? Because it was, it, guys, it was like so hot. It was, you know, like an unhealthy hot. It was really dangerously hot. Um, yeah. But the that area is is hotter. Is possibly the hottest place in Israel. Um, but it was really hot. So we had the car there so we could, like, um, try to put the equipment back in and turn the air on real quick and also so that we could cool ourselves back down a little bit because it really was un- unhealthy because it was so hot. So we yeah. had kind of just gone back out to the salt boat, and we were kind of waiting some people out because we wanted to get some clean shots. We didn't want Tal to have to try to Photoshop people out of our pictures. So we, I actually think we were being very polite by waiting and not doing what some of the other people did that just like kept going out in each other's shots. So we were waiting. So we were the last car in the area and uh, you know, the policeman comes and he 
stopped and I know you got very nervous and the, and Adia was like, oh, and I'm just like, all right, I'm going to, I'm I'm the mama bear of the group, so I'm going to handle this. And I don't even know what he said to me initially in Hebrew, but I just answered him in English. And I was just like, well, I'm really sorry. Like, I didn't understand. There was a lot of, there was like, I'm like, I swear to God, there were five cars here like 10 minutes ago. And I thought it was funny what he said to me. And I don't even think I heard it at the time. But he goes, oh, you shouldn't follow the herd. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, no, I get that. Like, I felt like he was being like, you know, that parent that's like, well, if your friends jumped off a bridge, would you? Um, <laughs> just like, So I apologized to him profusely, um, you know, reiterated that as an ignorant American, I had no idea. Um, and he was kind enough. I, I think he was just so humored by my pers- my insistence of ignorance um, that he either was like, eh, it's not worth arguing with her, and he was, like, pleasant enough of a person to not be a jerk and just write us a ticket for no reason because, like, all those other people were down there. And I think he knew that. And, you know, he, he saw that we had, you know, extensive equipment. Um, but just so you guys know, I was prepared to offer him some whiskey. Though I don't know how helpful that would have been because it was like so hot, it was like drinking tea. Uh, <laughs> I, it might have knocked him out because it was. I felt like the, the the heat was increasing the alcohol content. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. But thank you, um, uh, law enforcement person whose name I do not know. Thank you for being kind enough to allow us to capture that because. It was very important and very special to each of us um, to be able to do that. So thank you, unknown and totally nice and understanding law enforcement agent person. Um, But it was very funny because we were all a little worried for a bit and we kept looking back over like, oh, God, is he going to come back? Is he going to come back? It was so hot. Instead of being efficient, we we were a little, we were all a little out of it. So it did take us longer um, than we would have hoped. And the look on my face was apparent in the pictures, like the worried look. But you know what? It's okay because it's a moment in time. Um, but we, when we were at the coffee shop, we were there to meet, um, talking about connections, um, the singer, whose name is Noy Mayerson, and another beautiful inside and out, um, an immensely talented singer, who is quadrilingual. She speaks Hebrew, English, French, and Arabic. And I believe she sings in all four, but I'm not 100% sure because I got a little confused during that conversation whether she also sings in all four. I know because we talked about belly dancing and we were laughing because she, like, is quite uh, a talented belly dancer, whereas I just spent my COVID time at home learning to belly dance on YouTube because wasn't much to do. Uh, when everything was like locked down. Um, but she was so, I don't know, Tal, like what you want to, do you want to talk about it? Cause I've been. Uh, yeah. I think, uh, first of all, she's really very talented and you have to listen to her on Spotify mm-hmm. to, to realize, but I think what's special about her that she's kind of, international mm-hmm. um, she doesn't 
try to fit in yeah. in some kind of genre. She really wanted want to be unique, and she don't care that she doesn't fit in. Yeah. That's amazing, and she's really confident. And also... Lior. So, um, how do I say it? Like, um, she's not bragging about it. No, she is very humble. So I just want our listeners to have her Instagram. So it's Noy Mayerson, N-O-Y-M-E-I-R-S-O-N, no spaces. Again, N-O-Y-M-E-I-R-S-O-N. That is her Instagram. And on top of her, another humble but talented person is her manager, Lior, who is an amazing and talented drummer. And both of them had, you know, in, in Hebrew, every, you know, when someone's like, oh, they have a good heart, they say that in English. Oh, well, they have, like, such a good heart. But we, you talk about, like, your neshama. Like, oh, my God, their neshama was so pure and good. And both of them, it was, like, the nicest first meeting I've ever had. And yeah. I'm so excited to be privy to some of the stuff that they're doing. And she's She's going to be in France um, doing a concert and a very large interview live. Um, yeah. And um, just the, the stuff that she's got going on. And you're, you're right. Like, she doesn't care to try to fit someone else's uh, idea of something. She's just good with where yeah. she is. And, you know, I think that I, I really admire that about people. When they're like, you know, I am who I am, take it or leave it, but I'm really feeling very comfortable with yeah. who I am and the direction I want to go because I want to be this way for me. Um, yeah. And I think that that's really a beautiful thing. And also that's what, what creates new things in the world. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. I'm actually pulling her up right now on my phone on YouTube so I could um, play a quick clip um, of one of her songs. Yeah, so I'm pulling this up right now so our listeners can hear just a little. This was her uh, most recent upload. And the title is Eau de la, and this is going to be in French. I like you feel her emotion like the sound of her voice is insane and um, so guys the video is also very um, very expressive so if you guys are interested um, you know in seeing more of her stuff like by all means you should definitely you know check out her um, 
her her YouTube channel or Spotify. This is her. I think this is the ego song that you like. Yeah, this is your favorite and mine's yes. And already a hugely different sound from her other songs, showing her range. Also, her her videos are incredibly creative as well. Um, so I really encourage you guys. It's again, her name is N O Y M E I R S O N, and that was the Ego Clip. Um, not like Lego My Ego for anyone in the United States. It's just E G O, like spelled Ego um, for U.S. Um, speakers. And that's just Noe Marison official for YouTube. And, you know, like Paul mentioned, she's on Spotify and all the major uh, streaming services. Um, now, Tal, I, I was so bummed that I missed the last big thing that you did because it was literally, I think, what, two days after I left? Or was this yesterday or two days ago? I don't even remember. My days are so messed up right now. But you – it was yesterday? Oh, my God. I feel like it was already, like, a week ago. I don't even remember, like, honestly what day it is anymore. I haven't even been gone. I, I was there, like, four days ago, five days ago. I, yeah, I don't even remember. But, Tal, could you – could you – you kind of – you were brave and stepped into something and put something together uh, that was, a like, a new, a new situation for you. Do you want to talk about that? Because I know you're going to have more of them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was new, new stuff for me to do. Um, so I'm gonna, okay, I'm gonna just say how it started and then yeah. explain. Um, so for like the past year, I get many messages from colleagues, um, friends, and also just followers that I'm not like have any connection with them, but they talk to me. And I talk to them, and they just go, okay, let's meet for for a coffee, let's talk, let's chat, uh, blah blah blah. And I just realized, oh my god, I'm not gonna meet like 50 people for coffee. I don't have the time <laughs> to meet all of them for for a cup of coffee. But also, I I know how much it's important for for each one and for me also to have some kind of a professional and also personal connection um, like we do, Anya. Yes. But you have it on a regular basis because when you work, when you're self-employed, you work alone most of the time. Um, and it's hard and you don't have anyone to consult with or anyone to just just talk with and be with. And it's very hard. It's very very lonely um, and also when you want to evolve um, professionally looking over the computer on mag- um, internet magazines or I don't know Instagram it's not enough it's mm-hmm. not enough you have to go out you have to go out you have to experience you have to dedicate hours to just be and observe and 
and have an, an inspiration because you don't get an inspiration sitting in front of the computer. And I just said, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Let's do a meetup, all of us together, um, just getting to know each other and talk and also um, evolve professionally and mm -hmm. hear some uh, lectures talking about uh, major topics that important to us. When I say us, I refer to designers, um, creators, um, artists, and also just creative people. Mm. Um, creativity, it's not just designing, it's also in the mind, and it's important for every aspect in, in our lives, I think. Um, so, yeah, it was amazing. Um, it was 20, 20 people and me, and we listened to uh, Amir Bevler, which mm -hmm. was a lecturer. He is the um, head of digital experience in the Kuchnota Yudit. Um, please um, translate. <laughs> so, I mean, he he is someone very well respected for you know, yeah. that uh, that within his field of, of, of presenting. So your first foray into this, like you, you, you didn't even like joke around. You, you were like, no, nah, I'm going to bring a heavy hitter in. And you did. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. he's someone who could be easily speaking to hundreds of people um, yeah. in large lecture halls. But again, I think that this is a testament to who you are uh, as a person and how you think, not just to the talent that, um, you have, which is why it's so yeah. important to me that I I know how fortunate I am to be working on these projects with you because I, you can you can hear what I'm saying and create it, whereas I could like I can describe it, you know, but I can't always <laughs> make it myself. And I think that what you did was you took um, what could be like a traditional meet and greet type situation, and but yeah. you you did what I talk about all the time in my film, the documentary. Do you see what I see? Kaha, you are like, okay, here's a regular meet and greet, but no, <laughs> I'm gonna use my Israeli innovation and my, you know, um, and my creativity and make it a different kind of meet and greet. So it's like, like that people could have almost been collabing on current projects right then and there, you know, yeah. bouncing them off each other. And, and again, not competing with each other, but, but, you know, propping each other up. And I know that you have a lot of that within your like community of people who are doing video work and uh, photography yeah. work. Like you often, uh, show each other things um, and yeah. and support each other and and that's much like you know our friends that you and I have in common um, that are in the music yeah. industry um, especially in like the hip hop rap world how they really kind of come to each other's concerts like in support yeah. each other even though like the next one could be having a concert the next week and it's mm -hmm. like no they go to each other's stuff they support each other and I think that a lot of this goes to the 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 real Israeli spirit that I ani rotsa gam ani tzricha. I want and 
I need for my listeners and anyone that they then speak to after to really know. I know. I know this. This is not this is this is not vague, guys. This is concrete real. Ani yodat the halev levim. I don't know. I want to plural plural this one, but I never know. Some of them are masculine, some are feminine. I never know. Like the hearts and souls of Israelis. It's tied to this idea of community. Ani choshevet that. Kitsat, a part of it, a small part of it, is because kacha, there's the mandatory service. You served. Your younger brother's about to, to go in, who I met, guys. Um, such a nice, nice guy. Um, but I had to take a, some seltzer, a little sip of seltzer, of soda, seltzer water. Um, but it is like this, I get this, this understanding where, like, you know, um, you see someone on the street like myself that first time in the summer when my phone died and how many people offered to help me, um, whether it was like giving me a ride somewhere or charged my phone or telling me where I could go charge a phone or get onto the internet or whatever it was. Like there is this understanding. And yes, the, the pace of Israel is, is fast. Also Israelis work incredibly hard and incredibly long hours, guys. But as hard as you all work, you all know how to, like, have fun, too. I'm working while I'm talking with you. I know. <laughs> I know you. You are a multitasker. Um, and it's already, like, 11 at, at, in the evening, guys. She is just, like, that good. And, and yeah, sometimes we'll work until the late evening. Maybe not all the time, but sometimes. But when you're having fun, you're really having fun. Like, Oh, my God. I think that we should talk to Orna's husband, who's a tour guide, and tell him that, we, that like, we should make it a thing that people get to go to, like, an Israeli wedding. Because that's a party. That is a yeah. party. Um, you're my friend, my best friend's wedding. Uh, maybe in a year, I think it will be. Mm. You're in fact. Yay! <laughs> mm, mm, mm. I love weddings in Israel. They're so much fun. Um, but it's, again, it's just this, like, sense of community. And, you know, another example of that is some of the times when I'm there working for the, you know, to gather information for the movie, sometimes I'm staying with family, sometimes I'm staying with friends, sometimes I take a hotel because I just need to, like, you know, have my own mental and physical space and, I don't know, sort something out in my head or whatever it is. And um, some of the staff that I met, and so Donna and Sheer and Mayan and Juan, you guys know who you are and you know where you are. I will not shout out their um, hotel name because the company doesn't deserve it, but they do. Um I just, like, I remember saying to one of them, like, oh, I have to go now, and, like, how genuinely sad, sad she was. I was like, oh, you're going to miss how annoying I am? She's like, no, not at all. You were like, she's like, I love talking to you, and 
And but like the genuine connections that they, you know, cho- you choose to make these connections. Um, also, um, at, at an, a, a different hotel, also in the Tel Aviv area, um, you know, uh, there's Ben and Veer, and I kind of forgot one of the the night guy's names. I think it's Ilya, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, but Zion is, uh, one of the managers there, but like, just the fact that like, I could say, oh, well, you know, Zion, I was talking to him. Yeah. He has four kids and blah, blah, blah. And I know all these things about him because in the first meeting, you're like, already, you feel like, you know, someone, because that's, if, if an Israeli is giving you their time, guys, they're giving you their time. They're a hundred percent there. And I think um, again, talking about amazing staff, we have to just, you and I had popped into, I, I, I introduced you to someone I know, Alon of the Stay Hospitality Group. Mm-hmm. And Alon and his partners are brilliant. And guys, if you're staying anywhere in Jerusalem, you really need to get, it's easy to remember, you stay at one of the stay hotels because they have the word stay in all of their titles, stay cook, stay Jaffa, stay in. Stay a lot is in a lot. Um, there's the stay pod thing, which I don't understand the whole pod thing. I know it's big in Asia too, but I, not for me. Um, and then mm-hmm. the, the newest one, which is oh, stay Hillel, stay Hillel. Um, but just like the innovation and how like uh, how much time and how how unique a lot of these um, boutique hotels have become and how targeted and you can tell that the interpersonal part is, is so important to them. And I just really have so much respect um, for people who go above and beyond, like um, some of the outreach that they do with the youth and the stay in, in Jerusalem mm-hmm. and how beautifully people work together. Um, you know, or the fact that, you know, for me, for someone who clearly doesn't live there, you know, when we were, um, we were in Jerusalem for a little bit, you and I, and um, I was like, oh, before we head back, um, I'm just going to run down uh, the street and say bye to my friends. And you're like, how do you know so many people here? You don't, you don't even live here. And, you know, I can walk into um, Danny Boyk. So, guys, if you need any sort of Judaica stuff, Danny Boyk Gifts is, like, the place to go. Also, his brother David mm-hmm. has a place right next door to him. And I think it says David something. I don't know. So, David, I'm sorry. I don't know the name of your store. But if you go to Danny, be like, Anya sent me. Um, but, like, you you saw. He greets me with, like, a hug and a kiss. And he's asking, how is your son? And, and you know, it's like, how does someone con- – what? And, and honestly, it's not that I've spent hours and hours and hours with him or spent, like, any significant mm-hmm. amount of money in his store, to be honest with you. I've bought little things, but nothing, you know, hugely vast. So it's not, it's, it's not that. It's, it's a genuine connection. Or down at the corner, um, a, another friend has, like, um, like just, just jewelry, not uh, nothing. It, there are Judaica-type pieces of jewelry, but strictly jewelry. And, um, you know, uh, he's actually someone I, I bought my son's uh, birthday present for his 16th birthday uh, from – and just, yeah, and just the, the, and it's like, cause I walked in there one day and just started talking. 
just kind of started talking. And these are people who, you know, will reach out to me even when I'm not in Israel. Hey, how are you? How's it going? Or, you know, Chag Sameach when there's a holiday. Um, but and, and actually, as we were on the air, I was messaged by uh, um, one of the uh, people from the hotels, actually two different people from the hotels um, that I had met on this trip and just was like, hey, how are you? How's it going? Um, and I just think that there's something very special to that. And I don't know, much like the question about the sunset, where else you can really truly find that in the world? And um, I'm envious of you that you get to experience it all the time. Um, and what may seem very normal to you is extraordinary to me. Um, and I would be super, super remiss if I didn't also point out that this was something that is just truly universal in Israel. Because I want to be abundantly clear that I am, you know, I am not by any stretch of the imagination – someone who is well known or making some huge impact. Like I show up to something, oh my God, do you know who's here? Anya's here. Maybe in my head I might be, you know. <laughs> I'm I'm joking guys. I don't at all think that. But <laughs> but I have um been privileged enough to um gotten positive feedback and and um, when I ask to interview people, people who are considered celebrities of their particular uh, work or genre or whatever it is, or, you know, influencers on online or whatever the case may be, that when I've, you know, asked, like, when describing, you know, my, my documentary and how I'm really trying to highlight the innovation and diversity, how the answer really has been yes. And Sure, sometimes the yes comes after a couple follow-up questions, which I 100% respect, and sometimes the yes just comes right away. And either way, I don't, it doesn't matter, um, but the fact that um, one of the things that I've posted, and I play his music often, um, and actually there was a new song that I was going to play in a minute, um, but one of the people I was very interested in speaking to because I had you know, read some additional things about him was Avram Tal. And everybody in Israel knows who Avram Tal is. He's easily, I, I, it's hard to say like, oh, someone's like top five or top two, because I feel like there's so many genres in Israel of music. Like there's, I think if you, if you ask someone, oh, like name the top 10 or the 10 most well-known or the 10 most popular singers in Israel like that, because there's a lot of different genres. Um, he easily is on people's list time and time and time again. But the funny thing is when people see the, the little mini clip um, that I have on my YouTube um, channel, and it's really just of me introducing myself and of course me almost falling over and being like, wait, what? When I'm like, you know, hi, I'm Anya. And he's like, I know who you are. I'm like, wait, what, what? <laughs> like, I'd like to think everyone knows who I am, but no, really, what? But every single person has said to me, I I hear he's really nice. Is he as nice as, like, we think? Or, oh, God, he's so nice. Is he an amazingly talented singer? Oh, my God, yes. But I think the fact that the 
first thing that people say about him is who he is as a person and how he clearly treats people that every single person has said, I hear he's nicer. He's so nice. He's so nice. He is one of the most gracious people, not only in how he treated me and how I watched him treat other people who had come to like meet him um, after his performance, but the fact that he gives so much um, respect and, and um, credit to the people who are sharing the stage with him. And I think that that is really a testament. Um, and he is a, a beautiful example of why. Lama, why? Kaha. This is why I'm making this film. This is why it's so important to me to have this show, to talk about these connections, to talk about people like yourself. Like, you're, you are like the best thing ever because there are times, guys, and when I was in Israel and I was like, I don't know, Tal, I went to the super farm. So, like, in Israel, it's like the super farm instead of, like, a CVS or a Walgreens or a Rite Aid. Sorry, Rite Aid. I didn't mean to leave you off, but, like, you're not as big, but... It's the super farm. And like, there's like a super farm on every corner. But I went in and I was looking for something and I was like, I don't know. I don't know all the words. And I had to make sure that like, you know, I didn't ingest or put something on my skin that would I was alerted to. So I called Tal. I'm like, Tal, can you meet me at the super farm? Of course, retrospect, I, call, I could have just taken a picture probably of the item and sent it to you. But you were like, do you want me to come with you? I'll go with you. I'll go, you know. And, and the funny thing is, like, when Tal has been places with me, we're usually speaking English because my English is obviously – English is my first language, and her English is far stronger than my Hebrew. From now on. I know that grammatically that wasn't great, but guys, I said to her, I think from, you know, now on, it was okay. (laughs) Okay. She understood me. Um, I said, I think moving forward, like we should just try to speak Hebrew because we would like go somewhere and then people would start speaking to her in English. (laughs) Like, no, no, she, okay. (laughs) I felt so bad. Uh, Cause I was like, no, she doesn't need that. Just me. Um, but, uh, or like, you know, we were, when we were having a uh, dinner one time and I was like, how do you ask for the check? Cause normally I was just making the physical motion, you know, the international uh, physical motion for a check. And then not only did you tell me, but you explained to me, well, you don't have to say it this way. You could say it this way and this and this and this. And I was like, oh, wow, that's like, I have no idea. <laughs> You know, um, so Tal is like my my teacher, translator, uh, visual expert, everything. Um, so <laughs> while Tal is not tall, she is very talented, <laughs> and um, she she pays a lot of attention to everything. And I think that you are um, so Ministry of Tourism and Ministry of Foreign Affairs, if you're listening, which you might be because I do send you the link every week, <laughs> Paul is a very good uh, liaison and ambassador of Israel, which is kind of funny because you did kind of sort of do that when you were younger. You came to the uh-huh. station and spoke to groups. Yeah. What was what that was like I... for you? Oh, my God. <laughs> terrifying 
I'm going to have to try to like just clip that out of that show and replay that for people because that was actually really funny. Um, but, uh, you know, just the fact that it's like, and then, you know, Orr has introduced me to other friends of his who are in music. And one of those people was like, oh, I have a friend who just opened a restaurant and his, he like, it's, it's strictly shakshuka and then schnitzel with challah. And I was like, wait, don't toy with me, man. Those are two of my favorite things. And um, a big shout out and a lot of love for my friend Adi in Jerusalem, who let me finally, after years, make some shakshuka for him. Um, and I do, I, and Tal, we have agreed that we are going to do not like a shakshuka off, but we are both going to make shakshuka and then just enjoy it. Um, perhaps Dor wants in on this and also wants to make his version, but I know even your father made a point to tell me that you make good shakshuka. And I was like, listen, Daddy Rahmani, I, I agree that that's probably very true. Aval, Aval, I too, Mivashelet, some stellar shakshuka. So we're just going to, I think we should just invite a bunch of people over and just like make a ton of shakshuka because I love yeah. it. And it's one of those That's dishes. So I think it's one of those dishes, if you don't know what it is, that you might be like, ew, or I don't know if I want to try that if you don't yeah. know what it is. So um, it's a tomato base most of the time into the red kind, you know, um, and essentially there people are, and I think my friend in California who is Israeli is listening, and he is a shakshuka purist. So I know he does not put onions, nor does he put any peppers in his. I wanted to make sure that was very clear because he was like, I do not. I'm like, okay, all right. Um, you know, I think everyone is universally with the garlic, but I, I don't know. You know, like, listen, I don't know how everyone makes it. Some people make it very spicy. Some people make it not spicy. Um, yeah. but then afterwards you, when you have, once you have your base, um, you, you crack some eggs in there. It's kind of like a sunny side up fried egg in there. And I totally get how if someone did not understand or, you know, think that that didn't go together. And I have to tell you, initially I was like, that sounds awful. And then I tried it. I was like, this is delicious. And became like obsessed and started making it here at home. And then because I don't have all the same spices or access to them, and I always say I'm going to bring home spices and never do, um, I put harissa into mine because I do oh. like it a little spicy. And that's the best way for me to get that kind of kick that I, I would like here where I, where I live without access to all of some, you know, the, the spices one would use. Um, and then I've gotten like, you know, a variety of different um, breads, lechem, that you can eat with it. Cause you guys, you have to have something to kind of like eat with it. It's not a fork and knife deal guys. It's uh, no. you need, you need the bread with it. Um, and you know, so when I'm here, like it's different bread than when I'm there, you know, listen, there's like amazing ways to go about it. But then on top of that, he's like, oh yeah, they also, he has like one of the best schnitzel in challah. And I was like, don't toy with me because listen, schnitzel is like chicken cutlet. For those of you who um, don't know, it's chicken, it's chicken cutlet. 
but very thin. And um, when it's on challah, it often is accompanied with like a nice fried up eggplant piece and some makbucha, which is nice and spicy. Um, so <clears throat> that might be one of my favorite things that I could very potentially eat at any time of the day. <clears throat> I don't know about you. And I also will eat shakshuka at any point in the day. Yeah. Because it's delicious. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> hopefully on this trip, the next time I'm in Israel, we'll have our shakshuka bonanza, but perhaps we'll also call that friend and go to that restaurant because, I mean, the way he talks about it, it sounds really, really good. Um and, um, you know, I, I also want to just, you know, highlight as we're, you know, getting into like this, the last part of our show, and I am so grateful that you've stayed up, is that, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of my friends and my family, and I'm so privileged to have such a beautiful, wonderful, and warm family, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, Billy and Haggai are my cousins in Jerusalem. Um, they are closer to my parents' age, it's on my mom's side. Uh, my mom's younger sister studied in Israel uh, in college with um, Billy and Fagai. So it's kind of like this super neat thing. And it's that part of my family that hosted each of us as teenagers when we went over. We had a free weekend. Like that part of the family took care of us, did laundry, fed us. Um, and they're always so kind to sit with me and talk. And um, with everything that was going on um, with the protest, they were very, very busy. I did get to see them, but not as much as I normally would or would have liked to. Um uh-huh. But you know what, the other, and it's okay because, like, you just, like, let that stuff go and you roll with it and you figure it out the next time. And that's, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, I love yeah. that about Israel. It's like you – and you could even, like, like duke it out with someone, not, like, physically, but, like, have an argument with someone. And they're like, it's over, it's over. Like, you're past it. And it's, like, on to the next. Um, yeah. But I think that um, it is something I admire greatly. Um, about Israelis. It's something I admire very much in my own family. I'm very lucky to have such, I get emotional every once in a while, um, to have such a great family. And I'm so blessed to have friends um, like you. And there are friends that I didn't get to see. Um, One of those is is a friend that I met as a teenager in Israel. And he and I have stayed in touch for a very long time, and don't you dare say how long, Tal, because you do know, but remember, I'm older than you, but only slightly in my mind. Um, um, I didn't get to see him. I don't always get to spend as much time with people as I like because I am there trying to film, and as you know, we had to reschedule so many things that we were each doing independently and together um, because of everything going on, but whether um, people understand or agree with it, I want to just highlight that Israel is the only democracy in the Middle East, and it is the only country in which you can stand up um, in the street, on a street corner, and say, I don't agree with something, and still go home to your friends and family and not disappear, never to be heard from again. So... Um, whether or not you agree with what's going on or if you don't understand, I'd be happy to direct you to sites that will be helpful. Um, I do not choose to get into political discussions. Um, uh-huh. It's not that I don't know what's going on. Um, I just choose not to um, because I don't, I don't feel it's my place. Um, yeah. I mean, unless, of course, once, you know, I move there, I decide to run for prime minister. I'm just saying I might do that. 
Um, though I, I think Dora would probably do a better job. I know he'd do a better yeah. job than I oh, would, sure. but I would do it. I, I would, I would, I would do that job. I think it would be fun. Um, fun. Yeah, no, not, but I, no, you know, no, no. not at all, but, um, I, I don't know. I mean, I've been in politics long enough that I think I could probably, you know, take a foray into a, yeah, listen guys, maybe I might be part of the Knesset one day. I don't know. Anilo Maybe Ulai, Ulai Ken, Ulai Lo. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I don't recommend. Yeah, I don't, right? No, I yeah, I don't think it's really for me. Um, but I I'm also very grateful. Um, because like this is how Israel is, right? So on this trip, I did get to spend uh, a little bit of time with my former colleague. She was my boss. She was a consul. Um, and she's like got this huge job in the Ministry of Foreign Affairs in the cultural office now. Anat Gilad, shout out. Girl, lady woman, awesome girl power. Like, I'm so proud of you. Um, thank you for, like, giving me time and allowing me to come into your office because she was like, do you want to come in or do you want to go out for coffee? And I was like, I don't care how bad your coffee is in your office. I'm coming in because I want to see, like, what you've accomplished. Like, I wanted to just acknowledge her accomplishment, you know, um, to rise to that office um, was amazing. And I have so much respect for those who choose to join the Foreign Service. And there are amazing, um, amazing people. Um, the New York Consular Office um, for the MFA, I have great contacts there who Yuval and Yael are amazing, brilliant um, people who Israel is lucky to have representing it um, abroad. And um, I, I think it's super important to acknowledge when people are just simply outstanding or really go above and beyond. And, and they've been on my program. Um, they've been involved with stuff that I've, I've presented. And I'm just, like, very grateful and want to make sure I acknowledge know them for for all that they're doing um because it's it's not an easy life when you um take a job like that you're on call 24 7 and often missing you know things in your own life or your kid's life or your spouse's life or whatever so um and on that note one of my other bosses hillel newman dr hillel newman he and his wife ayala are wonderful people and this is the thing guys you can work with someone and not speak to them for maybe decades or, you know, in a, in a everyday consistent capacity, but you reach back out to someone and, and he's the consul general in the Los Angeles office in the United States now, very big job. Um, you know, it's, it's again, a huge asset uh, representing Israel abroad. Um, a lot of the people that are there. And I think it's a really important piece to share and, um, not an easy job, but I'm like so excited um, to be bringing things to people here on Talk Israel and, you know, through social media. And again, if you guys are interested in any of the beautiful things that Tal has done, she also put clips up of that Tal's innovative version of a meet and greet, like Maxim. She is <laughs> T-A-L underscore Rahmani, R-A-C-H-M-A-N-I on Instagram. Um, and if 
for whatever reason you're like, I didn't understand what you said, Anya, just message me. It's Anya underscore think underscore differently, A-N-Y-A underscore T-H-I-N-K underscore D-I-F-F-E-R-E-N-T-L-Y. I just love spelling that word quickly. It makes me feel good. Um, and then, of course, Facebook is Anya Farber. YouTube is Anya Farber Official. Tal, you have any other social media you want to shout out? No. Okay. So, guys, I want to make sure that you are stay, you know, stay tuned. Check for updates on, you know, our social media platforms. Um, I really, if you guys are looking to find out more about any of the topics we've talked about, message me directly. Do not hesitate. I am here for you. Um, I talk Israel, but I talk Israel in a real way um, because Israel is my heart. It is my soul. Um, it is what drives me and helps me get up every day. Um, you know, as Tal, she loves, I think you giggle almost every time I say it, but kachol velavan kol yom kol yom. You know, uh, yeah, Israelis get a kick out of that. And I don't know why I say kol yom twice. I just feel it necessary in the flow. My nails are blue and white every day. Lama? Kacha, as someone used to say to me, like, whenever, like, why? But why? Because, no, kacha, it's, it, it's very important that, you know, I'm, I'm abundantly clear. I'm sitting in my home, um, home studio, home office, um, with my Israeli flag that we were using at the Dead Sea. Um, and I'm glad I bought another new one because I realized I put a little bit of a smudgety in this one, but that's okay. Um, but, um, another thing I wanted to point out, and you and I spoke about this, um, was, and I think we were, Dor was there when, when I was having this conversation, um, you know, in Israel, um, a lot of people are hang that they have flags, like, because it's apartments, a lot of apartments in the major cities, like, you know, people have, like, these windows or balconies, and you see so many flags hanging out of people's places. Um, you also, it's very common to see the flag in public places. Like in the U.S., sometimes it's only in certain kinds of public places that they have flagpoles. But mm -hmm. to see the flag, whether there's like an official flagpole, like at the beach, there's all those flags on flagpoles, you will see them all over the place, whether they're um, hanging uh, off of people's businesses, apartments, um, on their bikes. Yeah. Or people walking around with them on poles and having no idea that they're carrying around a pole, and you're like, oh, my God, stop hitting people with the pole. But um, there, is, there, is, there is this sense of, uh, again, even when people are currently disagreeing about things, of this, like, national pride. And it's like, well, what does a flag mean to you? And I remember having this discussion, and it was like, well, you know, in the Olympics, when they raise the flag of whoever won, it's like, oh, the emotion of the athlete, and it's, seeing your flag and hearing the national anthem. Um, and, and I don't mean to say that I have no attachment to the American flag. I, I find it very, it's very important to me when um, I see it or I see businesses who are um, proudly displaying um, the flag, because I do think that you should, especially when you are privileged uh, like you and I to live in a democracy that you acknowledge that. Right. And there are people who do sacrifice 
to give you that right. And in Israel, um, everyone serves unless there's a, you know, physical reason why you cannot um, or other reasons, but it's the majority of people serve. And, um, you know, people people have, have made the ultimate sacrifice for their country. And I think it's really important to acknowledge that. And um, yeah. for me, it's like I, I, I live blue and white. Uh-huh. I I really yeah. do. I I have so much respect, um, even when it's a bit of a balagan and I'm frustrated or whatever it is. Um, I still have a lot of respect, and um, the, the seeing women in uniform serving um, is so important to me, and I really love just it's not it's not it's not an equality thing it's just it's like um or like the woman i follow orin um julie she she posts a lot she's like a tactical trainer and stuff but she is like hell freaking yeah i'm proud and i support my country and like if you have a problem with it you know like in the words of natan levy the amazing mma fighter (laughs) come see me buddy you want to say something about me or my come come Anywhere you want, you come to me. And I just, it's this sense that to me is one of the most beautiful things about the country. And I love that feeling that I get when I'm there seeing it all over. Um, I know Portal got like the emotional messages from me at the airport of like, (laughs) you know, um, I, I cry um it's part of my process though (laughs) it's just like let me have it um and it was really funny this woman in line I was like quietly cheering in the security line and um she had such a like a such a New York accent when she she's like she goes darling you should totally cry if you want to cry don't stop yourself and I was like thank you she was so cute older woman and she actually showed me something on her phone and it was like how you know like people get people misunderstand crying, right? You can cry when you're happy. You can cry when you're sad. And it's not, it's not always the negative connotation that some people give it. And, um, you know, to me, it's just, it's part of the cathartic process in which I need to go through, um, you know, when leaving. Um, And um, it's just, it's something I want to make sure that people understand that I, I talk about things that I care about, things that are important. Um, yeah, sometimes it's silly because I'm talking about music and food, but I do think that those are great examples and ways that you can break the ice, right? You can get people to let their guard down and, um, like, hear each other. And I think that's our biggest problem, not just when it comes to Israel, but in the world. Like, um we're constantly pointing out differences and looking to divide. And I feel a lot less of that in Israel. Um, so I think that yet again, that's the innovation and the pioneering spirit that I wish more people would, would take a few minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, just a few minutes and learn. Lomed or Lomedet. Or Lomdim. I'm not really sure. I might be making that last one up. I'm not really sure. 
Um, I still get confused with the masculine feminine version of stuff. And then when you try to make things like multiple plural, I get very confused and Tal is always so gracious and corrects me. Um, though we had a nice English lesson all the other day. Do you remember envelope and envelope? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like writing it out and I was like, see, when you add the extra E. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, uh, you know. So go ahead. That's okay. I'm here for you, darling. I am always here for you to give you more words in English. Um, as you are there for me to help me um, say things appropriately or when I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm clear. Um, but you know, I, I think, I, I not just I think, I know that liat liat, like little by little, if people take, you know, misparta quote, a few minutes here and there, and, and actually like listen or learn, they will, they will really um, come to understand better. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so someone who like lives there, is there, is there a message or something you would, or something you would want to say about that? Um, actually, no. <laughs> because I said it so eloquently. Right? You said it what? what? So yeah. eloquently. So well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also because I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> Lama! Lama Tal, is it like almost midnight? Why could you possibly be tired? Well, Tal, I don't, I don't want to keep you. I think what we're going to do to end today's program, um, mm-hmm. we always, I always kind of go out with a song. And, I mean, I'm a little divided because I was pulling up, um, you know, some of my music. And, you know, it's like if, if I had more time, I would just play lots and lots and lots of bits of songs because there's so much good music and it's so diverse. And, you know, sometimes I play um, Nissan Black's Motherland Bounce because I'm like, we're going to bounce out of the Motherland show by, you know, um, because you can't go wrong with Nissan Black. And, my God, he is a story in and of himself, um, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. But there's also, like, you know, uh, Georgie's song Home Run. And as a baseball person myself, um, you know, and my son just was in his last tournament. And I told him when he hits, you know, the next home run, I'm just going to blast that song. And nobody understands. I often yell to him in Hebrew. Um, like I call out his number in Hebrew or I basically tell him like, you know, smack the ball, slam the ball, knock it out of the park. Um, I, I say it in Hebrew because nobody knows what I'm saying. <laughs> but, um, you know, my I'm very proud of him um, because I think, because of his time in Israel, while he's always been very proud and aware of who he is and where he comes from, um, he began making sure that his kippah is under his uh, baseball cap or in his batting helmet. Um, and it's not that we're religious or observant. We're very secular, very um, mainstreamed or assimilated. Like, I don't even like the word assimilated, but we're not, we're not like the most devout religious people. But um, when I asked him why he started doing that, he said, because I'm Jewish, Mom, and, and I'm, it's a little way for me 
to be proud of it and help my teammates understand. And uh, it doesn't hurt that his yarmulke is a baseball, like it looks like a baseball. Uh, <laughs> so it kind of <laughs> goes with the whole theme, but um, it was it was something very special. Um, and I'm just trying not to cheer up because he would be mad. Um, uh-huh. And I also want to uh, say, because I've talked about her with you <coughs> and with um, some other Mm. Sorry, sometimes I get very dry from all the talking. Um, Victoria, uh, again, another amazing story. You know, she is an eyelash technician who came from Russia with her son, a single mom. Like, and the like, seriously, she's worth a flight. Like, she's not just worth the drive; she's worth a flight. She's excellent. She's efficient. She. And she's just, like, the sweetest person and, like, what a beautiful person she is inside and out. And she uh, will be featured in the movie. We sat down. I even, um, like, filmed some of what she was doing, uh, even though it was very flattering for me. Um, It was still worth it because (laughs) it was kind of cool. I've never actually seen what they do because my eyes are closed. Um, But I'm thinking, like, what song we should go out with. And part of me... Um, wants to play Orot um, by none other than Avram Tal because that song I feel is so expressive but he has a newer song up on his YouTube channel and I'm just like oh I don't know which way to go you know um, we've done the classic way of Shlomo Artsy you know we've done Nissen we've, we've done Or we've done some of the other musicians we've had on the show I'm just I'm feeling very divided. Tal, do you do you care to weigh in on um how which song we, we should have as like one of our last few moments or are you too tired? Um <laughs> I, oh well I, I'm too tired, for okay. sure. But I think oh what's the best. Okay. I agree. I'm kinda happy you said that. So I'm gonna pull <laughs> that up. I mean, again, don't get me wrong. I could listen to almost any of his songs, um, yeah. but that that one in particular, um, and it, I, I really do love when my son gets upset and calls some of my posts cringy, um, because <laughs> I did a funny one to um, to Shibuato, and he was like, oh my god, that's so bad. I'm like, okay, well, whatever, um, too bad. All right, so Tal. So da raba at you isha yafa gam uh smart I don't know the word gam talented ha 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 gam talented mukhshavet gam Shalom Dor and Lozewu Aval Ani Rosa at Lishona. Ah, that's how I'm supposed to say it. See, I'm going word for word, guys. Eventually I'll get the flow. I she's beautiful and talented and smart, but I really I did say hi to Dor, but I want her to go to sleep. So I'm, I'm, so I'm going to let her say goodbye, and then we will play our roads, and we will say goodbye. So 
Tal Lahitraot Lailatov Arab uh Lailatov Lish can I say Lishon Tov or I would not say that? No. Okay. Lailatov, get some sleep. I'm sure I will talk to you. Oh, no, it's the middle of the day. Have a good day, everyone. <laughs> Yom Tov. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. All right. And we are going to go tomorrow, and then we will say our goodbyes. So.
And that was Orot by Avram Tal. Um, I believe I've mentioned it before, but there is, if you go and look it up on YouTube, someone posted this song because it is such a powerful song. And in addition to being an incredibly nice person and amazingly talented musician, he is one of the best lyricists I've ever come across. Um, his words are so powerful and how he chooses to put them to them together but it is available someone put up on youtube a version where it is subtitled in english on the bottom so it doesn't ruin like you know the the whole song for you but they did put um the english words so you could have that um, um and truly understand the song though i think one of the beauties of music and food is that uh, you don't necessarily have to understand what is specifically is being said um, to enjoy and feel the emotion, just like you don't have to know everything that's in the food unless you're allergic to something like me, so you can ask um, but to enjoy it. So if you guys are interested, it's Avraham Tal, A-V-R-A-H-A-M, Tal, T-A-L, just like our friend Tal Rahmani, who is on our show today. Um, again, Avraham Tal, A-V-R-A-H-A-M. And then the last name is T-A-L. Now, Tal Rahmani, Tal is her first name, but this Tal is his last name. So um, on that note, I couldn't think of a better way to end. Um, this is my favorite song. Um, and uh, his words consistently speak to me. Um, Todaraba, Tal Rahmani, Todaraba. I am forever grateful to all of those whose names I mentioned and whose names I um, may not have had the time to mention on today's show. Every time I see you or speak to you, you make me a better person, a stronger person. I am, I am better off for knowing you, having also spent time with you. So toda rabah from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much. Um, Avram Tal, I look forward to seeing you when I return to Israel, uh, finishing our conversation. And um, as always, Kolakavod for the beautiful music you are making and Todaraba um, for sharing it with us in the world. Guys, this is Talk Israel on CRS Radio, the Knowledge Network. I am your host, Anya Farber. Any questions or comments, please feel free to hit me up on social media. You can hit us up on CRS Radio. We are listed on both Facebook and Instagram. You can hit me up directly on Facebook, Anya Farber, A-N-Y-A-F-A-R-B-E-R. My YouTube is Anya Farber Official. Um, and my Instagram is Anya underscore think underscore differently. That's A-N-Y-A underscore T-H-I-N-K underscore differently, D-I-F-F-E-R-E-N-T-L-Y. Until next week. Shavua Tov. Have a great rest of your week. Yom Tov if you're in the uh, United States. Laila Tov if you are in the East um, and in Israel. Thank each and every, a big thank you to each and every one of you. Um, thank you to my dad who consistently listens and texts me funny things to um, ask during the show or comments to ask during the show. You guys can message me directly if you um, are wanting me to ask something directly or um, on the link, you can do something right inside the chat and I will respond to you um, the best that I can. So 
Thank you all as always. Um, I am grateful for this platform and I am grateful for your time. Lehitra ot chaverim kulam. I thank you all, my dear friends. I will see you later. And um, so much love to you all. Be kind to one another. Learn about Israel. Kachol v'levan, kol yom, kol yom. For Talk Israel, this is Anya Farber, your host. Also the creator of Do You See What I See documentary. And any questions you have about Israel, let me know. Have a wonderful rest of your night or day and rest of your week. See you guys all again next week. Lehitraot, shalom.